0: Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and a very good evening welcome uh, to the airways of uh, the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM uh, the program being a Q&A with myself Muhammad Zain Majid and uh, of course uh, unfortunately this evening we're not taking any of your questions so we're still going to deal with questions that was left over from our previous program well joining us online as always answering your questions none other than the honorable mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein assalamu mufti
1: Wa alaykum as-salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh wa barakatuh wa barakatuh wa barakatuh wa shakran jazeel and brother Muhammad Zain.
0: Mashallah. How's Mufti keeping this evening?
1: Alhamdulillah. Very, very well. Make dua for us as well.
0: Alhamdulillah. Go straight into our very first question this evening. It says, Mufti, is it permissible or is it haram to look at pictures?
1: Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Na ahmaduhu wa nuswalhi ala al kareem amma ba'd. All praise due to Almighty Allah the sustainer, uh, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe, peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa First and foremost, we should know that Islam makes a distinction between animate objects and inanimate objects. So if you are looking at a scenery, table mountain, or oh, you are admiring the oceans, the two oceans and all that, even in a picture, a photo, all that will be permissible. But if a person is ogling, looking at women and so forth, then definitely that will not be permissible. The Quran Karim addresses both genders separately, Surah 24, Surah Noor, verses 30 and 31, Tell the believing men to lower their gazes and protect their private parts. And the next verse, and tell the believing women they must lower their gazes and protect their private parts. So that is the distinction you have to make.
0: Shikun, uh, going on to our next question, it says, Mufti, can a person go to the Karamat to seek health?
1: When we say we go to the karamats, if the men go there and they go and make du'a and so forth, that's fine. But if any person goes there and you say you are going there for istiratha, istiratha means that you are going to seek help from the deceased. That oh, waliullah, give me health, give me wealth, give my wife, children. All that is kufar and shirk and absolutely haram. And every day in every salat, we are saying, wa only you do we worship our law and only you do we seek assistance from so therefore again here also we must do a distinction if you are going to make dua and so forth it's permissible for the male and for male and female to go to the graveyard cemetery karamat, anywhere and tell that person there who's buried he or she must help us with children or health or wealth or paying of debts all that absolutely haram
0: Uh, The program, of course, uh, being Q&A on 91.3 FM, uh, on the line answering your questions, uh, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain. Uh, Mufti, if you have hoodoo and you manage to touch Najis, does that break your hoodoo?
1: If a person has wudu and you touch najasa, for example, the mother now is changing the baby and she touches the child, you know, the number two and excreta and so forth. So she just has to wash her hand. Her wudu does not break. So remember, by just touching najasa, then your wudu will not break. But obviously, wherever your hand and that is impure, that portion you must wash properly, thoroughly.
0: Now, Mufti, I have a question that says, uh, Is there anything wrong if I get involved with a female who was married, but the husband passed away and there's also a child involved?
1: Remember, it's a two-part question, brother. That, that Lady Day is a widow. Her husband has passed away and she has a child. If you mean that you get involved with her and a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship, that's absolutely haram. Quran, Karim has stated, Don't even go near fornication and adultery. And again, yeah, for both genders, Allah has mentioned it separately and independently. And do not take boyfriends and girlfriends in Islam that's haram. So, if you're speaking of the second one, that you want to marry her, yes, you go ahead and marry her, provided that you are not married already. If you are married already, then don't go and complicate your life further, because she's a widow, she has a child, and there will be a lot of problems
0: there. Now, a Muslim, can a female, a Muslim female attend the Janazah Salah in Cape Town, and then the second parties, and can she visit the graveyard after the, uh, the burial?
1: This is a two-part question. For lady, Salatul Janazah is not compulsory, but if the lady, for example, is in the masjid, for example, in Makkah Mukarramah, Madinah Munawurah, or in Cape Town, or wherever, now she is in the masjid, and then they announce that there is a Salatul janaza, and she reads it, so that will be permissible, but remember, it's not compulsory upon her. And, you know, just for interest sake, because we are on Voice of the Cape, and just for the knowledge of people to increase and enhance their knowledge, al-Imam al-Shafi'i, rahimahullah, passed away in the year two zero four. His buried day in Cairo, in Egypt. And remember that his Janaza Salat was performed by one lady who was his sheikha. He's a lady teacher. Her name was Sheikha Nafisa. So it don't mean that she performed the janazah namaz and men were behind her. This was just to honor her because she taught Imam Shafi'i. So this is to show that a lady can read the Janazah Salat but not the Imam now and men behind. That is not permissible obviously. The second scenario is now ladies going to the graveyard. Remember there are authentic hadiths on this topic. So the first hadith is authentic mentioned in Sunan Nasai. The second hadith also in Sunan Nasai. All my curse is on the ladies who visit the graveyard, and therefore, majority scholars say it is not permissible.
0: Shikani, indeed. The, the voice of uh, Mufti Abdul Qadir here yeah, on uh, the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. The program being Q&A with myself, Muhammad Zain Machid. We're going to pay the bills when we come back. We continue taking uh, or continue uh, with the program, and of course, uh, as I've mentioned, earlier we're not taking Fatiha. any questions uh, this evening.
1: The voice of the Cape.
0: 91.3 FM step back to the airways of uh, the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. We continue now with the program Q&A on uh, the Voice of the Cape. Our next uh, question, Mufti, it says there was an SMS a few weeks ago uh, making its round saying that on that particular night the moon at a particular time was going to go around the Kaaba. Uh, is there any truth in this, Mufti?
1: Remember these are just stories people make for sensational reporting all Jalla tells us in the Noble Qur'an, We will show them the human beings, our sign on the horizons. Similarly, all Matyallah states in the Noble Qur'an in yet another verse, Each one of these celestial creation and other creation are spinning and moving on their axis and so forth. So it is not on some special night and so forth. Every day they are moving. So we should not now fall for this type of sensationalism.
0: Shikha, next question. It says, Mufti, is there forgiveness for someone that has had an abortion?
1: Remember, in Islam, abortion is akin to murder. But the same all-mantayallah, Allah tells us, لا الله. Never lose hope and never become disillusioned in the mercy of Almighty Allah. Inna Allah bajamiya. Verily, All Allah forgives all the sins. So, in a case like that, you, my dear sister. Make tawbah daily, beg Almighty Allah and admit your guilt, Ya Allah, I am wrong without any mitigating circumstances. Secondly, that you fast also once, twice a week. Third, give some charity also. So in that way, whatever good you can do, so Almighty Allah's mercy will envelop you. But you must realize it is a major, major crime and it is considered as murder in Islam.
0: Um, Mufti, a, after a 44 years of marriage, uh, the wife is given a talaq without a consultation or nothing. Uh, he then marries again and doesn't even during the Eidda period supports the first wife. What does one say to a husband like this?
1: Remember, 44 years marriage, you sacrificed everything for him. You left your parents, your siblings, your place of birth, and now he does this to you. Remember, such a person must be a munafiq or a hypocrite to do such things. Now he is not worried about you during the iddat period also, he does not want to maintain and sustain you, he is married already to his wife, maybe he was having an affair with her, even wives he was married to you, therefore he married her so quickly, so what you should do sister is, that you know the ulama and imams with due respect, they don't have much authority, and therefore people get away. Whatever belongs to you, you go to the court, you go to attorney or lawyer and go to court and claim all that that belongs to you from him, and make sure that you take every cent out from him, whatever belongs to you, because it's haram for him, that he gives you talaq without a reason, and then he takes some of your wealth in the process, because you also bought certain things, and now he wants to live a happy life with his new wife. No, whatever is yours, you're entitled to take that back.
0: Mufti, does kissing your wife on her cheek or touching her hand break one's do, for example, when greeting her when you leave the house?
1: Remember that according to the Shafi'is, they are very, very strict in this maslah. Imam Shafi'i, Rahimahullah, uses the Qur'anic verse, Ulaam Nisa, which means al yad to touch with the hand. So it means one day skin-to-skin contact. You kiss your wife on the cheek or on the neck or whatever. So you must remember, according to Shafi'is, the huzu is broken. Or you shake her hand or kiss her hand, so then the huzu also is broken. According to the Hanafi'is, remember, the huzu does not break. The hadith in Tirmidhi, Mustafa Azad Aisha radiallahu ta'ala ana states, Inna Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wasallam sallam qabbala baad wa nisa'ihi, thumma swallah wa lam yatawaddha. Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wasallam sallam kissed some of his wives, and then went out, read Salat, and did not perform wudu Imam Tirmidhi has mentioned this. One of the Rawis, the reporter of the Hadith, Urwa told Siddiqah, Sayyidah Aisha, his auntie, maternal auntie, that ma hiya illa auntie, it is no one else, oh auntie, fadwahik, fadwahik, but you, so then she smiled. So that is the Hanafi's proof that the hudu will not break. But remember, according to Shafi'i, the hudu will break. <coughs>
0: Salah Mufti, my baby was recently hospitalized with chest infection and a friend uh, then told me that a Christian mother said that it's jealousy and stuff that made my baby sick. But uh, he's much better now, alhamdulillah. But she said every time it comes in my mind, what can I do not to think of what she said, Mufti?
1: Okay, remember, take first thing you as the mother of the beautiful child. Take that thought of that Christian lady and all that out of your mind. Go to what Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam said. Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam said, Inna The evil eye is the truth. So mashaAllah, your baby is so handsome, so beautiful. Now people look at him or her and then they get envious and jealous. So therefore, these type of things happen. So now it's just a baby, we can't tell the baby, the child to read. So you as a beloved mother, read the following, قُلْ Rabbi'l بِرَبِّ الْفَلَقِ قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ Nas." And you blow on your beloved bundle of joy on your child. And do this daily, several times a day. That's why these last two surahs and chapters are called مُعَوذِ attain That they give protection, Insha'Allah. And in Bukhari Sharif, the most authentic hadith kitab, this dua is mentioned, I'll repeat it twice. Nabi Ibrahim Khalilullah alayhi salatu salam used to read it. For his beloved two sons, Nabi Ismail alayhi salam, Nabi Ishaq alayhi salam when they were young, and Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi salam used to read it. For Hassanin, Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu an, Sayyidina Hussain radiallahu ta'ala an, and the hadith mentioned in Bukhari Sharif. What is the dua, O oh dear mother, O oh listener of Voice of the Cave? Wonderful dua, learn it by heart. أعوذ بِكَلِمَاتِ اللَّهِ تَامَّهِ أعوذ بِكَلِمَاتِ I seek the protection of all Allah through His complete words. So, Ya you protect me. أعوذ بِكَلِمَاتِ اللَّهِ Minkuli shaitan in wamah minkulli shaitan in Waha, from every shaitan and everything that is harmful, poisonous, and so forth, minkulli shaitatan in Wahmah from Wa Minkulli a in La. وَمِنْ كُلِّ عَيْنٍ لَامَّهِ And from every evil eye. So read this du'a, subhanallah, very effective. First the last two surahs and then this du'a. And blow on your baby, all Matthew Allah will protect him and her. أَعُوذُ بِكَلِمَاتِ اللَّهِ تَامَّهِ مِنْ كُلِّ شَيْطَانٍ وَهَامَّهِ وَمِنْ كُلِّ عَيْنٍ لَامَّهِ
0: I mean, inshallah, shukran. Indeed, uh, the voice of uh, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain on The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM and the program, of course, being Q&A. We're going to pay the bills. When we come back, we continue with Q&A.
1: The Voice of the
0: Cape 91.3 FM Stereo. Welcome back uh, to the airways of uh, the voice of the cape on 91.3 FM. We continue now with a program QA and of course on the line answering your questions. None other than Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein. And remember, we're not taking any questions, uh, SMSs or calls uh, this evening. Uh, next question, Mufti, it says after a divorce, the wife remarried. There's two two children, one born outside of wedlock, other one is legitimate. Can the wife prevent me from seeing the daughter who was born illegitimate, although I cared for her for four years, uh, the 15 years old uh, other daughter has decided to cut ties with me. Is this allowed, and uh, are these kids allowed to live with their stepfather, Mufti?
1: I hope I understood the question correctly. If I didn't understand it, then we'll just re-ask it. The way I understood the question, is: a couple, now they are divorced, and they have two children. The one child is out of wedlock, the one is in wedlock, and a halal child, legitimate child. And now, after the divorce, now this lady, now she is depriving that father uh, from the illegitimate child, excess, and so forth. And she's asking, and they're asking, is this permissible? Mm. Is that correct? Mm. Okay. So in a case like this, where you were married for so many years and you were taking care of that illegitimate child, so remember in a case like that, that illegitimate child's lineage will go to the mother and not to the father. And secondly, the second child that is your child. So obviously, for that child, you must have access because it's your child. And if she don't allow you for that child, then the Quran says, "In an fil ardi wa That you know, once you have authority, you cause mischief on this land, and then "wa or you sever the family ties. Those are the people, Allah's curse is upon them. So it shows your child, the legitimate one, she can't do that, you can go to court. The illegitimate child, because now the father got nothing to do with the child in Islam, so if she is preventing, the child is a boy or a girl, the first one, the illegitimate one, brother. I
0: I think it's a girl also, Mufti.
1: If it's a girl, you must remember then that the lady has got the right to prevent you from visiting the child. You must remember, especially according to the Shafi school and so forth, because now you'll be considered strangers to one another, so she will be allowed to prevent you from visiting her, and remember whatever good you did for her, all Allah will reward you.
0: She can Mufti, next question. It says, uh, Mufti, I'm looking for work now for seven years already, and I'm also praying for a good, uh, pious partner. Can Mufti please give some advice?
1: In a case like this, that where you are you want a good partner, you want a good job, you want good everything. So the best thing is look at the incident and episode of Nabi Musa alayhi salatu salam. Nabi Musa alayhi salatu salam was in Egypt. They came and told him that the people now, they want to assassinate you and kill you. So he left Egypt and went to a place called Midian, Quran, Kareem States. Obviously, he was a foreigner, a stranger there. He knew nobody. When he came there, he made this du'a. إِنِّي لِمَا أَنزَلْتَ إِلَيَّ مِنْ خَيْرٍ فَقِيرٍ Surah 28, Surah 28 verse 24 So you read that inshaAllah abundantly o إِنِّي لِمَا أَنزَلْتَ إِلَيَّ مِنْ خَيْرٍ فَقِيرٍ Oh Allah, that whatever goodness you are sending down so now I am in need of it. I am muhtaj of it. All Mettallah gave Nabi Musa Salam, a wonderful job. All Mettallah Jalla Wala, blessed him with a wonderful pious wife. So all that all Mettallah did. So you also, my brother, you read that Surah 28, Surah Qasas, verse 24. Rabbi inni lima anzalta ilayya min khayrin fakir. Tan sal ala's inshaAllah.
0: Now Mufti, as tax-paying South Africans, we are taxed more than 20% of our earnings. Uh, does this tax form part of zakah and sadaka? And also, uh, secondly, should we make a specific dua that our taxes are utilized for halal activities?
1: Okay, this is a three-part question. Number one is this, that in this country, beloved country of ours, we are paying tax and tax till we die, you know. So anyway, you must remember, taxation of this nature islamically is haram. So when a person pays his tax to the government, the question, can he say now that he has paid so much zakat? Definitely not. The recipients of zakat, be Muslim, all Allah has specified in Surah 9, Surah Tawbah, verse 60, the eight different categories of zakat. So that that goes to the, to the state and they build their inkanlahs and all these type of things, obviously that the zakat will not be valid. Number two, seeing that it is a haram tax, Islamically, which the government and authorities are imposing upon us, we don't have to give them halal money. Remember that. We can use the interest and haram money and pay them the taxes. They don't worry whether you pay from halal or your interest haram money. So we say that if anybody got haram money, then pay your taxes with that haram money. There's no need to give them halal money. Third one we must remember that this dua we can make. Ya Allah Allah ma aminna fi autonina. Ya Allah bring about peace, stability in our land, and take us out of this darkness in which we are now with the load shedding and all that. So obviously these type of duas we can make that all May Allah have mercy on everyone and all May Allah remove the corruption and crookery from all parts of government.
0: I mean inshaAllah. Uh, next question, Mufti, uh, recycled water that is not fit for human consumption, are we allowed to use it for istinja and washing of our hands in public toilets, Mufti?
1: Remember that if that water is recycled and it has the water, the qualities of water, you know, for example, it has the rika, rika means that thinness and sayalan, it is still flowing and so forth. Although maybe you can't drink that water like in many countries. The water in South Africa, we can just take water from the tap and drink. But the, most of the countries today are such. When you travel in different parts of the world, you will know that you can't drink that water there. But if you use that water, for example, for your stinja and all these type of things, so yes, it will be permissible and acceptable.
0: So indeed, uh, next question, Mufti. Uh, can Mufti please say... Uh, what is uh, the reward or the blessings if one performs Salah in the Hijri Ismail?
1: When a person reads salat there by the Baytullah, the Kaaba Musharrafah in the Haram area, then you get the reward of hundred thousand. And when that person reads salat in Hijri Ismail, the Hatim, the semicircle there which is on the northern side of the Baytullah. So you must remember that our mother Siddiqa Sayyida Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha she said and requested Ya Rasulullah, I want to read Salat inside the Baytullah Mustafa Rahmatul Alamin sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam addressed his beloved wife Siddiqa, to Siddiq, Sayyida Aisha radiallahu anha and said you read there in Hijra Ismail in the Hatim and it is as though as you you are reading inside the Kaaba so that is the reward my dear brother and sister so whenever we go to Beitullah Kaaba Musharrafah, make du'a that you get chance to read Salat Day in the Hijra Ismail and then make du'a Allah put me right inside the Beitullah also and remember Allah we used to make this du'a and through the grace and mercy all might Allah allowed us to Right inside in
0: 2011, Allah al-shukru kullu, walaka Alhamdulillah. The voice of uh, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein here on uh, The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. Uh, the program, of course, uh, being QA. Reminder that we're not taking any questions uh, uh, this evening uh, on the program. Uh, Going straight on to our next uh, question, uh, Mufti, it says... Uh, um, Mufti, a father became murtad some years ago through problems arising with my mother. We were in the middle. My father has never married again. Uh, We say he's murtad, but he hasn't confessed to us. He's neither gone to church. Where do we stand? He has no other dependence uh, for inheritance either, Mufti.
1: Remember that when your father became a murtad and then he went away, he neglected your mother, everything... And now, although he might have not gone to church or anything, so we have two scenarios here. That if he remained like that, in that condition, and he dies, remember he dies a murtad, and he goes straight to Jahannam and the hellfire, because you must remember Quran speaks of that. When a person becomes a murtad and he dies in that condition, so those are the people that their actions in this world and hereafter go in waste and is no goodness. ashabun They are the companions of the fire and they dwell and stay in that fire forever and ever. Surah 2 verse 217 If he passed away, that will be the situation. If he's alive now, remember, while is murta, you must have nothing to do with him, you must boycott him, everything. But if you feel now there is a chance that he's regretting and showing remorse, then you go invite him to enter into Islam again, and inshallah, if he embraces Islam, then you keep contact with him, and inshallah, then he can re-perform the nikah with your mummy, and they can reconcile as well. So when he became murtad, the nikah also broke, but if he becomes Muslim and announces Islam, then you can live with the family again, but a new nikah will have to be performed.
0: This question, the SMS says, I am embarrassed to ask this, but I have to ask so that I can get guidance. Mufti, my fiancé and I committed zina, and now he left me after taking my virginity. I feel embarrassed at myself. What can I do?
1: Sister, that is what we are saying always. If you hear the program we're doing now with the help of Allah for nine, ten years, alhamdulillah, and always we tell you in Islam... That there is no place for boyfriend and girlfriend. Now you were so naive, you said, no, everything is fine, and he used you. For him, in his mind, he just called another goal. How many other girls you will do it to, or he did it, Allah alone knows. So you have to learn now. Number one, make a lot of tawbah and repent. Number two is this, make du'a that all my Allah gives you someone better. Surah 25, verse 74, Surah Furqan, Rabbana hablanam Min azwajina wa zurriyatina, qurrata a'yun, O Allah, grant us such spouses and children that are the coolness of the eyes. Third one, never get involved in the haram. You can't build a good foundation on a haram. You can't build a good structure on a haram foundation. So never get involved again with any boy unless things get done properly. There the boy comes to your family, your parents and proposes and so forth. There's no dating, smooching. You know everything what happened and where it led to. So these are the lessons you have to take from this terrible experience. But always make tawbah and don't lose hope in the mercy of Allah.
0: Indeed, next question Mufti, um, if you have been intimate with your partner, with your wife Mufti and you realize when you get out of the shower that you have washed yourself properly and you performed wudu, but you're not sure that you actually took the ritual ghusl by three times to the right, etc. Um, what do you do? Do you still take it as you are clean?
1: Remember that when a husband and wife fulfilled their conjugal rights and so forth, then you took a shower, a ghusl, a bath and so forth. Now, this much you are sure that the water touched the entire body and every hair is wet, but you did not perform the ghusl in the proper sunnah method, that the water thrice on the right and thrice on the left. So remember, your ghusl is valid and done, and there is no such thing. Now you must go and perform, uh, re-perform a ghusl. That ghusl is valid and acceptable.
0: She's going to need the voice of uh, Mufti Abdul Qadr Husseini on uh, The Voice of the Cape 91.3F. What we're going to do is quickly pay the bills. And of course, when we come back, we'll continue with the program Q&A.
1: The Voice of the Cape.
0: back okay, to the airways of the voice of the cape 91.3 fm we continue now with our program q a and the next question mufti it says uh, i try not to have any pictures in my house but you buy products that there, there will be a picture with eyes if i cover the eyes will the Malaika still visit our home mufti
1: Remember, today we have newspapers, we have some articles, we buy certain clothing, certain foodstuffs and they all have pictures and animate objects and so forth. So what you need to do is this, that as far as the foodstuff goes and all that, normally you have your cupboards or your built-in cupboards, you put it in there, your newspapers and all that, buy and put it in such a place where it is not exposed and so forth, you can just turn it around. And some places you can just cover the face and so forth. Then, insha'Allah, Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam Hadith, hadis La taduhul malayka dubaytan fi hissuratun aukalbun. The Malaika of mercy don't enter that home or that house where there are animate objects. And there's a dog, meaning pet dogs, hunting dogs and security dogs are permissible. So this hadith is authentic, so we should be very careful, we want to attract the mercy of Allah, and not the wrath and anger of Almighty Allah.
0: next question, Mufti, it says, Mufti, if I don't feel completely comfortable and safe in my house, and sometimes feel that some spirits is perhaps dwelling around in my house, uh, what can I recite or do that will clear this and give me peace of mind in my home, Mufti?
1: What you need to do is, you don't have to go to anybody. You yourself, my dear brother, sister, you have to do the following. Number one, once a week or so, read Surah Baqarah. The first Surah chapter in the Noble Quran is Surah Fatiha, Alhamdulillah. The second one is Surah Fatiha, Surah Baqarah, Alif Lam Mim, Zaharik al-Kitab. You read that the whole Surah, it's almost two and a half Jews, Talfan suruna al al Kafirin. And when you read it, the hadith in Sahih Muslim, Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Wala yastati'uha The evil forces cannot overpower you and that person there. So that is the first thing. So once a week, once in two weeks, try. You read it, inshaAllah. Then daily, after every salat, you should read Surah Qul Wallah Wahad, Qul A'ud Rabbil Falak, Qul a'udhu Rabbil Nas, Ayatul Kursi. Similarly, before sleeping, retiring at night, so you do that, and then you blow on yourself, then you will be sure, inshallah, all Allah will protect you from all the evil forces, and stay in huzu as far as possible.
0: Insha'Allah. Next question, Mufti. SMS reads, it says that we are expecting our first baby in about two months' time, inshallah. What should be our process in choosing a name for our child?
1: Allah. What should you do now in the two months, my dear brother and dear sister, then we speak of the name. So you, oh sister and brother, who are going to become the parents for the first time, how excited you are and elated you are. So both of you should be reading the following two, three du'as I'm mentioning now. Surah 3 verse 38, Rabbi habli milla dunka zurriyatan payibah. Oh, o beloved Allah, grant us from your side such o Lord such offspring that the pure, Ya Allah, and pious. Inna kasami'u dua. Verily, Ya Allah, you are the one who listens to the dua. So Surah 3 verse 38, read Surah 25 verse 74. Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa zurriyatina kurrat O Allah, grant us such spouses and children that the, the coolness of the eyes. The baby should bring the two of you closer, and you should not feel jealous. Now, why is the mother spending so much time with the baby? Why is the father spending so much time? Third one, Surah 46, Surah 46, verse 15, 1-5. fi Ya Allah, bring about reform, piety, goodness in my offspring and children now the day will come two months hence now you give birth subhanallah in the right ear of the baby you give the adhan in the left ear you give the Iqama. and on the day the baby is born you make the tahniq so it shows all the openings. We do that on the first day, the ears, the adhan, right ear, left ear, iqama, the mouth. Then we give dates or honey, and you read surah Fatiha, and you make dua, inshallah. So that is the day the baby is born. The baby is born on a Friday. Then on the seventh day, that's Thursday, next the week after. So that's the seventh day. Then you name the baby. And the best name, Mustafa, sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Inna habbal asma ilallah abdu. Abdullah and Abdul Rahman. The best names are Abdullah and Abdul Rahman. If it's a girl, Amatullah and Rahman. The hadith in Tirmidhi. And then secondly, that you give out some charity. You shave the hair of the baby. You make the aqiqah two goats or two sheep for a boy. One goat or one sheep for a girl. So, MashaAllah give support to one another, and because once the baby is uh, born, then, mashallah, you will be very, very busy with the crying of the baby.
0: Amen, inshallah. Shukran, indeed, Mufti. And next question, uh, uh, the SMS says, uh, Mufti, what can I do uh, with this zakah or recite or do anything, uh, any act that will benefit my mother who has passed on, Mufti?
1: May Almighty Allah Jalla Wala grant your mother Jannatul Firdaus, you as a beloved daughter and son should do the following three things. Number one, make the dua and recite the dua daily. Surah 14, verse 41, Surah 14, Surah Ibrahim, verse 41, Oh beloved Allah, forgive me, forgive my beloved parents and the believers. Today the accountability is established. Second one, give out charity. The best charity is water. There in Cape Town and the surroundings, if you just go to the outskirts in the townships, you will find that some people don't even have running water. So if you can give them one tap, or you give them some from 5, 10, 20, 100 liters of water, or give them some money that they can buy a geezer or something of that sort, SubhanAllah, you make the intention for your beloved mother, is Sadaqah a recurring charity. Third one, whenever you read Quran Kareem, whenever you are fasting, nafil, sunnah, fast, Mondays, Thursdays, whenever you are reading nafil, voluntary, salat, you read after maghrib or tahajjud time or isha time, then you transfer the sawab to your beloved mom. So all these actions, all may Allah will forgive her and elevate her rank and status.
0: Amen, inshallah. Sheikhan indeed, Mufti. What we're going to do is quickly pay the bills. When we come back, we continue and we'll be in the last few minutes of our program Q&A right here on 91.3 FM.
1: The Voice of the Cape,
0: 91.3 FM Stereo. Welcome back We in the last few minutes of our program q We'll take maybe one or two questions and then, of course, end off with a nasiqah. The first question, Mufti, it says, uh, Um Did uh, what, The other morning after Fajr Salah, uh, a couple got intimate, noticed that uh, the wife had her menses and continued with their intimacy and lovemaking. They regret what they did. Um, what do they do to, to get the forgiveness of Allah?
1: Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla tells us in Surah 2, Surah Baqarah, verse 2, 2, 2, So all 2's there. They ask you, Ya Rasulullah, regarding the menses and the haith. Tell them it is pollution, it is dirt, impure. You must separate, you cannot continue and have conjugal relationship. Don't even go near them when they are in that state of menses. They are thoroughly properly clean after their gusal and taking a bath and so forth. Now husband, wife, they they had their fun and games, then the menses started. They said no, once tasted, never wasted, so they continued. You converted a major, major son. Make toba both of you, husband and wife, and give out charity, 10, 20 ren, both of you, 10, 10 ren each, or 20, 20 ren each. Give that to any poor person, Muslim or non-Muslim, and inshallah, that will suffice. And remember, in future, then your timing must be right. You know, when the robot is red, brother, Dan Khani, you can't go ahead, Dan. So yeah, also in the house, when things are red then, then no-go
0: area. (laughs) can indeed, Mufti. And of course, uh, that brings us to our final question for this evening. It says, uh, Mufti, does a man have the right to leave his wife if she doesn't want to dress properly and wear a scarf?
1: Remember that you, the husband, you married this lady and now you might have a child or children from her. So my advice to you: don't just think about divorce and that. Our aim should be to make the home and not break the home. So start the alim in your house, take Riyadu Salihin, and you have the translation in various languages in Cape Town easily available. Very famous work, Alama Nawawi's Riyadu Salihin, and in that way try and win your wife over. She must wear the hijab, she must wear the uh, the scarf, everything. Remember, because of conviction and not because just tradition and a custom. So in that way, she will become a very, very good Muslim. But obviously, if you are trying, trying, and years are passing and she's not listening, she is rebelling and disobedient, then you can give her one talak, not three talak, one talak, and that will just jog her memory and show her these following verses of the noble quran surah 33 verse 59 Surah 33 Surah Ahza verse 59 Ya you and nabi O Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Qulli azwajik, tell your beloved wives, wa banatik and your beloved daughters, wa nisai al-mu'minin, the believing men, their women, our mothers, daughters, wives, sisters, yudnina alayhinna min jalabi bihin, they must wear the jilbab, so that means they must cover their body, hair, everything properly, and remember another verse, Surah 24, and Surah Noor, that is verse 31. Well, yadribna bihumurihinna ala That over their bosom and their chest and everything, they must wear another piece of cloth. So Islam is teaching us modesty and shame. So she must learn all this type of thing.
0: Inshallah, she can indeed, uh, Mufti, for answering all of our questions this evening, and of course uh, for the listeners tuning in. That leaves us with just uh, three minutes uh, for some beautiful Nasiha.
1: Bismillahir Rahman Rahim, there was a Jew and he was a rabbi, Ribbi. So Ribbi is the Quranic word and they say Rabbi. So anyway he embraced Islam. When he saw Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in Madina Munawwara, he said that every sign I saw in the Torah, I saw in Mustafa Rahmatul al-alamin Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. What was his name? Abdullah bin Salam. Now, dear listener, see and listen to this hadith, beautiful. Every sentence ends with a meme. The rawi, the reporter of the hadith, his name also, Abdullah bin Salam. He says, Qawwal al sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, afshu salam, give salam currency among yourself. Make it common. Today, we don't want to make salam. Therefore, there's so much hatred, there's so much malice. When we spread the salam, it will bring about love. awala ala Afshu salama Must I not show you that thing which, if you carry it out, then it will generate mutual love, make salam? So number one advice: Afshu salam. Waat ta'am and feed the poor. Go, take the food there, take the chips there, take the halal food. Today, why the poor want to loot? Why they want to cause so much harm? Because the rich have become aloof and they forgot the poor brethren. So we must go to the poor places, non-Muslim places, the township, and empower the poor and the needy. And that will, inshallah, create unity in our country as well. Wasilul arham and join the family ties. Today we don't bother of our brothers, sisters, uncle, aunties, nephew, nieces, out of sight, out of mind. Again, next month dunni. This is a smacks of our arrogance and pride. So, al-ta'am, الصلاه واتئمو الطعام وصلو الارحام وسلو نيام And read Salat at night whilst the people are sleeping. So, 2-3 o'clock in the morning, Allah gives Tawfiq, we wake up for Tahajjud and then we develop our ikhlas and sincerity. Our love for Allah increases and remember the love for this world will decrease. So, وسلو باللال نيام Subhanallah, when we inculcate within ourselves all these qualities, you enter Jannah with peace and tranquility and serenity. The hadith in Mishkat Sharif, Mustafa Ahmad, very famous, may all, may Allah give us a tawfiq, an ability to practice on this wonderful hadith. Barakallahu feekum brother Muhammad Zain and to the entire team their voice of the Cape all the listeners make special dua for me and my wife we are very now inshallah wa akhiru da'wan assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh
0: wa alaykum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh shukran ya mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein and of course to all the listeners fitu ne ne shukran mufti until the next time assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh
1: alaykum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh